from MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. According to a report from the Federal Trade Commission in 2021, romance scammers stole a record $547 million, and adults 70 and older had $9,000 in median loss. So today, we'll give you some tips to avoid the scams and also take your personal finance questions. So good morning, Nancy. About halfway through February, what money news do you have in mind today? Oh, boy, Kevin. You know, um, so many things can affect financial markets, and we watch geopolitical issues, uh, certainly paying attention to what's happening with Russia and Ukraine and the protest in Canada. But the one that's really come across my radar and that caused me some concern is what's happening in Mexico. So we've had an international incident in Mexico, and there's one place in Mexico where we um, import all of our avocados from them. Eight out of ten of our avocados come from Mexico, believe it or not. And last year we imported 2.1 billion avocados. Hmm. And even with that, we've had issues with the supply chain. They, the price has increased 100% over the last year. But now a U.S. inspector was threatened and harassed, and so they have shut down the uh, import of avocados. And I'm in a panic, especially because, you know, uh, Cinco de Mayo is coming up. What are we going to do? So, Nancy, do you think that finally we won't have any avocados and millennials without anything else to spend their money on will be able to buy houses or do you think the price of avocados will rise and they really won't be able to afford yes, like what, I think, which I way think are we going here happen. we're not giving up avocado toast or guacamole <laughs> we're just going to have to um, pay more for all of those and if you call now I did see I still have two avocados on my kitchen counter they're getting nice and ripe if you call now and become a sustainer you can have one yourself I'll take it I'll take all right. it yeah, I heard uh, last night on uh, either All Things Considered or Marketplace, they had a story about that. And apparently, Michoacan, which is the state where the the, this, the uh, security situation there is deteriorating. And it's a shame because uh, avocados from Mexico are a big Super Bowl uh, advertiser. And so for right, that to happen yeah. on the day of their big ad was certainly disappointing. And isn't it interesting that they only are imported, are allowed to be imported from that one place. Mm-hmm. So other states in Mexico ship their avocados there to get them through to the states. But apparently the drug cartels are, are getting involved in the avocado market for people, I guess, like you, Nancy, that you know need your fix Who are, who every are day. addicted to avocados <laughs> and guacamole? Another addictive substance. Oh, my gosh. Uh, good morning, Ryder. Glad to have you with us in the studio. What uh, financial news is on your mind this morning? Yeah, thanks. It's good to be back, and I'm, I'm so excited about being back. I'm actually wearing my MPB socks, oh, uh, right. so you can check those out, and I know I'm that, impressed. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I and I hear that if you if you call Java and tell him you're going to be a sustainer, he'll send you a pair too. I don't I don't know <laughs> if that's still true, but he is nodding his head over there. Um, we touched on this a few weeks ago when it was a little more of a mild situation, but Russia has been building up troops on the border of Ukraine for quite some time, eight years, about if if uh, if we've forgotten about that. And there were some reports at the end of last week that. An invasion was imminent, which was quite frightening. Absolutely terrible news. You don't want to hear that in the market at all. 
like we talked before, Russia is not a huge part of our economy, not a huge trading partner of us. They are a very large trading partner with Europe, a lot of energy uh, and fuel, crude oil, gas, etc. So there's potential impact there, but we haven't really done a whole lot about this situation so far. So I, I do not know what we would do in the future. Well, we are seeing um, prices at the pump have gone up. Oil prices uh, were rising dramatically. And then the news this morning that they were stepping back, mm -hmm. um, oil has dropped. So that is a plus for all of us. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're going to be talking today about ways to avoid romance scams, but we do have a caller on the line. So let's first invite Harry from Vidalia, Louisiana, to the show. Good morning, Harry. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Go ahead. I'm in a weather-sensitive business, and that coupled with COVID that affected our business, we're in a crunch position. My house is free and clear. I was wondering if you would recommend a reverse mortgage or not. I don't know that I would do a reverse mortgage. Um, I think maybe you just want to look at some sort of business loan and possibly one that is secured by property that you have. So I would first talk to your local banker. If your cash crunch is temporary, that might be the way to go. Now, if you have a longer-term issue, that means you might need to sit down with a financial advisor and look at your whole situation. Reverse mortgages are sort of the last resort that you go to. Um, they do fit for some people who need some cash flow who are going to stay in that one location, that house, um, because it is a mortgage or a loan against your house. You do, do get payments, but it's going to be cleared out at some point. So be careful with that, but start with your local banker. Okay. My second question is uh, high interest on a credit card. 27%. Wow, yes. I called them once about reducing that rate, and they said they were in the middle of a building fire. They couldn't do anything about it. And I would imagine any time you call, they're going to be in the middle of a building fire. What, what suggestions do you have to help leave you said? So with credit cards, uh, you, you did the right thing. Call them and ask about reducing it. If you still have good credit, you can probably look at getting a... I'm sorry, I just forgot the word for <laughs> a, a another credit card which you can use to pay off that credit card with a, a zero percent interest, a, a balance transfer. Thank you, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> he has listened to us to us enough that he remembers even when I forget the word balance transfer. Look at a balance transfer card that you could possibly move that with a low introductory rate and just develop. Importantly, develop a plan for paying that off within that balance transfer window. And know that the rate on your card is going to be related to your credit score, your credit report. That's why it's so important to have a good, clean report and a high score so that you can get the best rates out there. You can go to creditcard.com, see if you can plug in some information about yourself and see if there's some other offers out there for you. Okay. Any other suggestions? 
um, that's about the best way to go. Um, the other thing is if you do have this house that's paid for, one possibility, and you have to be very careful uh, about doing this, is taking out a loan against your property in order to clear out that high-interest credit card debt. But remember, when you do that, you're moving from debt that is unsecured, which means they can't take anything away from you if you don't make the payments other than your good credit standing. But if you don't make the payments on a loan against your house or your property or any other asset, they can take that asset. Okay. I appreciate your help. Good luck with things. All right, uh, Harry, thanks for the call. One final word about a balance transfer, and that Ryder uh, alluded to this, is that if you take one of those out with a low or no interest, uh, you know, introductory period, you better make sure that you have paid off the balance transfer by the time that that period ends, or else you will get socked with all of the interest you would have paid yes. originally. So that's yes. the one thing to remember. They're, they're very useful, but you've got to be very disciplined and make sure that you pay off that balance before your introductory period is over. All of these are, especially when we're talking about using debt and your financial situation. All of these are tools, and tools can be very, very helpful, but you can also hurt yourself very easily. So, so we always caution, like that with the balance transfer, making sure you have a plan to get it paid off. Like that with going to a secured mortgage or something, make sure you have a plan to get that paid off. So these, these are not suggestions for someone who simply does not and will not have the money for it. These are, these are, these are tools to use in your plan. So Valentine's Day was yesterday. We hope that you had a pleasant evening with your loved ones. We're going to try to help you protect your heart and your wallet from scammers today. As we mentioned, the Federal Trade Commission issued a report Thursday on the high cost of romance scams in 2021. Some of the findings include romance scams reports rose in 2021 uh, over, uh, over the year among all age brackets, but the most striking was a jump in reports from adults ages 18 to 29. The median individual loss for the under 30 crowd was seven hundred. $50. Among all ages, the median loss was $2,400. Those figures are dwarfed by the median loss of $9,000 among adults 70 and older. If you have a question for our experts, send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We're talking romance scams this morning. What should you do if you suspect you've come across a romance scammer? We'll tell you that next. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions.
Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Money Talks. Our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past Money Talks broadcasts. Don't forget about downloading the MPB Public Media app and listening on your iPhone or Android phone on demand to all the local MPB Think Radio programs. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. The Federal Trade Commission issued a report on Thursday just before Valentine's Day on the prevalence of romance scams. You can hop you can help stop scammers by reporting suspicious profiles or messages to the dating app or social media platform where you found them. Then tell the FTC at reportfraud.ftc.gov. So when we talk about romance scams, Nancy, what, what information do you have for us? Well, I think uh, especially during the pandemic, Kevin, people are, you know, we're isolated. Uh, we want connection. And so we have gone online to search for some of that. And it's easy for people to, to be taken advantage of. You know, the, you can grab pictures out there. Uh, you can create this identity and uh, you can easily be fooled by all of that. And so um, folks just need to be careful. Thankfully, um, all of this online dating was uh, after my time. Uh, Ryder has a great <laughs> online dating story. Tell us about that writer it's it, well i met my wife on tinder yeah oh. his wife yeah it was not a scam it was yeah. not a scam D- delight i have met we're her all, she's wonderful we're all delighted to find out <laughs> years later it's not a scam well i mean that's good because we're, we're talking about things that people should need to be aware of but for some people this is a way uh, to meet i know of some friends of mine also met on one of the dating apps so that they can be successful yeah but you need to be careful about someone who wants you to um give something of value in in the process and that's where the the problems pop up uh, Ryder, what about uh, information? Do you have uh, is cryptocurrency now involved in some of these scams? Yes. Yeah, so cryptocurrency is a popular choice for scam and scammers, uh, fraud, kind of p- petty criminals, because it's just harder to trace. It's possible to set up to set up cryptocurrency wallets where you can send and receive a somewhat anonymously, definitely not attached to a bank account. Also, this is a very easy way for folks who are not in the United States. States to set up something where it's easy to send, easy for a U.S. person to send money to and from once they once they get over the hurdle of setting up their own cryptocurrency wallet. And one of the concerns there uh, is that with cryptocurrency wallets, if you're less familiar with it. While someone may be able to walk you through the process, you may not totally understand what you're doing. You may be giving them a lot more valuable information than you realize. And even if you think, oh, whatever, I will send this person $100 in Bitcoin, you may be accidentally sending them 1000 or you may be accidentally giving them access to so much more if you, just, if you don't know what you're doing. And losses involving cryptocurrency, you would expect to see they are much larger. They're in the... Nine, $9,000, $10,000 range, which is above the median that, that we were talking about earlier. And it's kind of just a repeat of old scams where folks would give gift cards with redemption numbers so you would, you would 
buy a gift card and send the number to somebody. Just kind of other ways of transferring money that are harder to track. They're they're weirder and they're harder to track. And um, you know, we've had phone calls from clients we work with, and it's not a romance situation, but where you can often get people who are older is by appealing to them. Your they they think that their grandchild is in trouble, mm. and um, even some people who are very smart, very well educated, who had to call and say, "I I confess, I got caught in this." And ended up at a police station somewhere thinking they needed to meet someone and pass off some money because that's, you know, for a grandparent, that's their heart is is those grandchildren. And uh, so it's easy to be grabbed into something like that. And, and you make a good point, Nancy, that we're talking, talking specifically about romance scams, but a lot of this information and a lot of these methods are used not only uh, with romance, but the one that you're talking about was, was certainly popular. And so uh, even if you aren't in the romance uh, or in the dating field or whatever, these are some things you can pay attention to to, to you know, to make sure that we're all aware about some of the types of scams and things that are going on. So we talked a little bit about them. What, what, let's spend some few minutes talking about ways to stay safe from romance scammers. And Nancy, let's again start with you. Well, be careful about um, anything that, um, well, I will say, I have been tempted to click on something that comes through by email because it looks legitimate. Um, a romance scam, Nancy? No, not a romance. <laughs> what emails are you getting? No, 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 no. <laughs> I do get some weird ones, let me tell you, and some weird texts along the way. Mm. Um, but um, if you get something, make sure that you can verify it through a legitimate source, a separate third-party source that you can say, there's the real phone number, there's the real person. So be careful about that. Don't um, give them any personal information about yourself. Don't pass on banking information. Um, if, if Even with donations, and I've had requests for donations, and I'm always saying to them, well, send me something that I can look at so I can study this institution, make sure it's legitimate before I start passing on money. Yeah, one that I would add into the list is if look at the the English being used in the messages that you're getting. A, a lot of these, I think, unfortunately, come from Eastern Europe. Right, I'm and guessing. you can tell that Google Translate has been used, right? Right. right. Yeah. If, if it sounds like if it doesn't sound like someone you talk to, uh, that can be uh, a red flag as well. Um, right. Or maybe some other tips for protecting us from uh, scams. I think just echoing some of what Nancy said, you receive an email that's purporting to be from purporting to be from somebody or somebody is reaching out to you on Facebook or on social media who you wouldn't expect to reach out to you on Facebook or social media. And again, that goes for any sort of scam, but for romance scams in particular, you know, find relationships to that person. Do you have friends in common? Are you talk with your friends and your family about new folks that you meet and you know, kind of see what they think about that. Is that is that an is that an odd way to make a connection? Because sometimes we can get lost in the moment and not realize that our story is really weird and there's some holes that aren't being filled there. And to the to the point earlier about 
these profiles just being assembled from off the internet, you can kind of tell sometimes these pictures may not look like quite the same person. Maybe some pictures are oddly low quality. Maybe see if you can do a reverse image search on some of these pictures. I don't know how successful you might be with that, but just be a little skeptical with all of this. Be a little skeptical about what people say. Well, and you know, I, I'm still using my picture from like 20 years ago. Does that <laughs> count? Well, that's still you, though. Yeah, <laughs> that is. Still it is you. still me. You know, maybe maybe an, maybe an older picture it'll be harder for folks to find. So that you're one be. you're one step ahead. Do you know how that reverse image search works? I've never. I mean, do you, how do you copy a picture? So I've never. I know that those exist, but I've never been able to use one. Well. Oh, how, how you would do it yourself? So I know on the Google reverse image search, you have at least two options. You can either have a link to the picture. And so oftentimes, if you see a picture on a website, you can just uh, either right-click it and say show show link to this picture or something like that. And Google will pull, pull that picture up. Or you can download the picture and upload it. They have just a way of when you're doing the reverse image search to uh, upload a photo. The FBI keeps track of romance scams as well. One of their agents created warning signs of a romance scam. Uh, Nancy, what are a couple of those signs? Um, hold on just a minute. Let me get to that spot, Kevin. <laughs> I think I've missed my spot. One of them was um, zero to 60. If someone all you meet someone and they profess undying love for you, you know. Well, I, th- I think that works for everything, right? <laughs> Except I will say that uh, my husband pro- proposed in a month's time. So, you know, sometimes that doesn't work Maybe out. this isn't the best. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should skip that one. <laughs> well, I, I, I think also most of us have a sense of... Uh, when we meet someone, uh, someone makes a connection with us, that they're, um, how shall I put this, in our league? How about that, mm-hmm. Ryder? Um, but, and sometimes there are folks who are not in our league that you kind of, and your friends might say, hmm, there's got to be something else going on there. And uh, I remember a friend from long ago who um, um, uh, had multiple marriages, let's put it that way. And one, I thought, hmm, doesn't seem like she's in his league. And um, the reason was, while she looked wonderful, there were all kinds of other emotional and psychological problems that went with that. So be careful about any of those and um, make sure that this is a genuine fit, that this person is authentic. You know, there are websites out there that uh, mostly women have set up to try to protect themselves against any kind of uh, people who were trying to play them in some way and start to share information with each other. And you will find that some of these people tend to do this over and over again. So talk to the people around you. Listen to your friends. If they have some concerns and think this doesn't look right, um, there may be something going on there. Speaking of people who do it over and over again, there is a documentary on Netflix right now about the Tinder swindler, someone who... Oh, wow. Uh, managed to get over $10 million, I think, out of women he dated or met on Tinder all across Europe. And essentially, he would, all of these things, he would go to z- from zero to 60 very quickly without having met the people. He would be overly flirtatious and, and, and just connect, try to connect so deeply. And I think one of that is, y'all have to be on the same page about it. If, if someone is, if someone is, 
going going too hard, going from zero to sixty too fast, and you're not Maybe catching up. Maybe they're just up. desperate. Well, he was certainly desperate to get money out of these folks. <laughs> is the thing. I mean, these things. That's how these things happen. And then he would say that, oh, one of his businesses is in trouble, and that's why he needed a loan from that person. And we'll get more to that later about how to make sure you don't give someone money. How to make sure you don't give someone money? Just don't do it. Um, but yes, that's on. That's a thing on Netflix right now. The ten, Tinder Swindler. You know, I've seen the the whole idea of soulmate and those sorts of things. I've seen that too, where you know someone that you've never met and is sending you a, a random message saying, "Oh, you're the most beautiful person, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you." And soulmate and all that. You're just kind of like, uh huh. So, but anyway. So, how many of those have you gotten? <laughs> oh, they come in all the time. All Nancy. the time. My phone is constantly look, look, chiming. When, when you're <laughs> when when, you, when you're on MPB, uh, that happens to you. <laughs> well, right. listening to this, I'm just glad I'm off the market. How about you, Ryder? <laughs> yeah. We got A-list celebrities here. I'll tell you what. All right, uh, we've got some calls to get to, but first, let's do this email that says. Is an IRA savings account subject to the same restrictions as a traditional IRA account? Yes. Okay. Could you explain a Roth IRA CD? I've seen them advertised at certain national banks. Sure. And so IRA and Roth IRA, those are just account types. It's just it's an account is just a box that you put stuff in. So a bank account is a box and you put cash in and you earn a little interest. IRAs and Roth IRAs are a box with very specific tax rules. But at the end of the day, they're just a box and you can put a variety of things in. You can put cash in them. You can open them up at banks. You can open them up at brokerages. You can have cash, bonds, stocks, just a variety of things in them. So a IRA savings account is just a regular IRA. It's just that you only have cash. It's probably just at a bank that offers savings accounts. That's there's nothing special to the rules there. It has the same rules as all of the other IRAs. With the Roth IRA CD, that's a Roth IRA that has a CD in it. Again, CDs are issued by banks. They are FDIC insured. They are very. They are one of the lowest returning assets, you, lowest expected return assets you could have. It is. It is guaranteed. It's backed up by the FDIC by the U.S. government. But with a Roth IRA in particular, when you're thinking about the assets you want to put in there, you want to put your highest returning assets, the things that you expect to grow the most over the long term. So while CDs may be appropriate for some folks' financial situation, they may not be appropriate in your Roth IRA just because the tax savings on on something that grows more is going to be so much more valuable in a Roth IRA. Of course, that does depend on your own situation. It does depend on your time horizon. If it is money in a Roth IRA that you're going to need in the next year or so, a CD may make a lot of sense. But again, the Roth IRA, the traditional IRA, those are just account wrappers. Those are just rules around the account, but you can put a variety of things in them. We're talking about romance scams. Where else can you report a romance money scam? We've got that information for you next. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal finance broadcast. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lottridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Tapp, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. If you're the victim of a romance scam reported to the FBI and your financial institution, in some cases, money that victims sent by wire can be recovered if the fraud is immediately reported. Cynthia from Oxford has been holding on for us. Cynthia, Thanks for waiting, but you're on the air with us now, so it's your turn. Go ahead. Hi. I wanted to share, just in case anybody else comes across this, um, I got an email that said, we have charged your account $300 for your continued subscription for this firewall service. And I thought, well, I don't remember signing up for that, you know. And then it said, if you think this is an error, um, call this number to cancel. And I guess I was kind of annoyed enough that I wasn't thinking real clearly. So I called the number, and the guy who answered the phone sounded like he was half asleep. And then um, he said, oh, sorry about that. We'll cancel, but you have to, I have to transfer you to this live, you know, form, and they'll hook it up to your computer. And I was like, no way. But then after I hung up, um, realizing it was a scam, I thought, well, now they have my email address and my phone number. And so is there anything I should do other than just, like, block this caller? I think blocking is is the main thing that you're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I block a lot of emails. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, when you block phone numbers, the problem that pops up is then they'll switch to a different phone number mm-hmm. and um, they will also use local numbers so you think well I, it must be somebody I know calling in my area code and uh, they use all kinds of tricks so as soon as you block them they're going to go to another one and that's been the case with me but I just continue doing it and try not to even respond to any of those. Any thoughts, yeah. Robert? Uh, I, th- I think that's a good point. Blocking them, just not responding them. Keep in mind that a scam like this, their goal is to get your account information, your credit card information. They don't care as much about your phone information and, and, unless they think they can use that in the future to continue trying to get your bank or credit card information. Keep in mind, most of the time, these folks are just after your money. It's 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 that simple. And, and another thing that you brought up is that sometimes these emails have gotten very clever these these phishing emails these phone calls they've gotten very clever it's i'm surprised it took them that long to figure out how to make a very good copy of a mastercard logo this this is not this is not hard to do but for so long we've relied on an email being so obviously wrong but now they're getting just a lot better and it's a numbers game for these guys Um, so they're just throwing out 
tons of emails, texts, phone calls, and hoping to grab just a few. If they can just get a small percentage, they win. So when you start to block them, they know that, okay, that's a dead end. They're more likely to take you off their list at that point. So, uh, Cynthia, good job, though. I mean, you you were kind of a little slow on the uptake, but then you realized what was going on, and you did something about it. So, good, good. Way to insult well, our Well, I didn't callers. mean it that way, but I, I think it's, <laughs> let me put it this way. I know way. what you mean, Kevin. Well, okay. <laughs> thank you. Because I've been in the same situation where you do something because they make it seem urgent, oh, and you react, and then mm-hmm. if you're smart enough, like Cynthia, you think, wait, whoa, wait a minute, and then so you never... <laughs> You know, you never do it until Way you... Way to recover. Exactly. Isn't that good, Cynthia? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thanks, guys. All right, Cynthia. Thanks for the call. Uh, we have got another caller on the line who I hopefully will not insult, and that is Virginia calling in from Philadelphia. Good morning, Virginia. You're on the air with us. Good morning. Go ahead. I have a credit card debt that was uh, sued in the court, and I was wondering, do these... This, did this company get a lien on my property? I'm a, home, I'm a homeowner. I'm buying a home. And I was told, hopefully some good information, that after seven years that this debt would go away. Is that true or is that not true? Oh, um, not necessarily. Um, if you clear the debt off, it should go off of your report after that period of time. But if it's still outstanding, there's a possibility it could pop up and still hurt you, especially if you're trying to buy a home. That's your case. Is that correct? No, I'm already a homeowner. But what I did Mm -hmm. do, I tried to get a second mortgage. Right. And that's when I discovered that this um, lawsuit had been uh, filed and the judge assigned uh, in their favor. So I wanted to know... um, Does this debt automatically go away like bad debt? No, no. Especially if you've got a lawsuit that uh, is against you that you need to pay off to clear that off. Okay. So it actually needs to be paid off. Yes. uh, Because it can can be against my home um, if they... If I sell my home, I, I can't sell my home unless I pay that debt, right? Well, is that how the lawsuit is or, or the judgment is structured? No, no, it's not. So is there a lien against your property? No, no okay. lien against property. If, if there's not Just a, a judgment against me. Okay, if there's not a lien against your property, they won't even know if you sold the house. Okay, okay. All right. But this debt then automatically just goes away. If it's a judgment, I have to pay it. Yes. Debt, okay. this is a, a little bit of a misconception. The debt does not just automatically go away. And we've had callers before when we're talking even specifically about a credit report saying, oh, I had this debt from X years ago. Will it go away? No, it goes off your credit report seven years after it's been satisfied. But if you still owe money, that can still show up. You have an interesting situation where the courts have got involved. There is something else. I don't know the details of all of that, but I will say a bankruptcy lawyer would know the ins and outs of that very well and probably have one on uh, on in legal terms uh, if you if you have access to those podcasts. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I thank you. 
uh, for the information. I, I didn't think it'll just fall off after, after seven years mm -hmm. because the judge had signed off on it. Mm -hmm. But I, I was told that bad information. Yes, there uh, there is some truth to the seven years, but it is it is often misconstrued. Okay. So we talked about some of the stories that a scammer might tell you. Nancy, you mentioned a popular one about, you know, a, a child or a grandchild is right, sick yeah. or stuck somewhere. And again, that's I think what they're looking for is that urgency. You need to do something right now. Well, and they're they're pulling on your heartstrings. Uh, they're making an emotional appeal. And uh, for some people, that's easier, uh, whether it's they, they have the names. And it's easy now looking at Facebook pages to figure out the names of your grandchildren and your children and and to put something out there that that makes you think that they're in trouble and you need to rush, as you say, the urgency to help them. But sometimes it can just be, um, for some people, an appeal based on anyone else who is in need and that they want to be generous and they want to help in those cases. So watch out for those emotional appeals. Any legitimate charitable organization, any legitimate request is uh, going to be easy for you to verify that. They're not going to approach it quite in that way, and uh, they will give you the time to check them out before you write the check or send the money. And if again, you mentioned the urgency, Kevin. If they're pushing too hard, and this is what I do with anyone who makes a request of me, if they start pushing too hard, I just put the brakes on and say, give me some time to look at this. So, Ryder, what are some other scammer stories from that FTC report we mentioned? Yes, so there's a lot of different approaches scammers have. One, which we mentioned earlier with the Tinder swindler, people report they have trouble with a business or a loan or some trade or some deal they have and they need help with. A kind of common one that I feel like everyone has probably received an email to this effect is someone has received an inheritance, but maybe it's it's tied up in a court in their jurisdiction, and they need someone from that place to 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 pay a fee to help help get that inheritance freed up. And the, uh, the old my father was the king of some <laughs> imaginary country, and and I will inherit the throne if you send me ten thousand dollars today, which, I mean, good for them. But, but I want to be a princess. I, I know. How much How much does it cost for me to rule that country is what people need to be asking. Uh, there are often... The, so that the, it's a sort of class of you need to pay a fee or route a fee through me or to somebody, some other, even to some third party. Oh, you're not sending this money to me. You're sending it to so-and-so or you're sending it to this address, and this is a perfectly legitimate company. So that sort of thing where you send some money now in return in, for the promise of more later is is a very common one. Also... Very ironically, people will claim to have been defrauded while they are defrauding you. They might say that someone sent them a bad check. And here, could you just deposit this check and help me clear that up? That's, that's fraud. My favorite one of the the old ones was uh, there was a person, a young lady who was in some sort of distressful situation, and she said something in the me email like, I'm using the last bit of money I have to reach out to you. And I thought to myself, well, see, that's why you're in the situation you are now, because you're wasting your money sending me an email scam. That's, that's exactly how you got into the situation. <laughs> Valentine's Day was yesterday. Today, we're talking about romance scams. Where can you more about romance scams? Where do you want to learn more at? We'll tell you that next. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. Hanging on to a vehicle you can't drive feels like a dream where you try to run but can't. Rather than hit the snooze for another year, why not donate your car, truck, or other vehicle to MPB and wake up to great television and radio? Call 877-MPB-4-CAR or go to mpbonline.org slash support and click on Donate a Vehicle to support the programs you count on morning and evening. Now that's a good dream. We're glad you found our show, Money Talks. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lottridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Here's a program reminder. Tuesday mornings at 10, listen live to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio immediately following our show. We're learning about romance scams so you or someone you know doesn't fall victim to them. You can learn more about romance scams at the website ftc.gov slash romance scams. Nancy, what are some of the scammers say they do for a living and so that they need help um, moving money? Well, many of them will try to lure you into some sort of private investment scheme. And this happens not just in romance situations. We have a lot of folks we work with who show up and they've been invited to participate in some private investment fund. And so all of these are about, I have some sort of special relationship with you. Because I have this relationship, then you think that this investment must be solid, that I, you wouldn't invite me unless this was a really good investment, and this is a special deal, and I'm only inviting my special friends and my special uh, relationship folks to be in this. Be very careful about any type of private investment. You're taking a lot of risk. It is not regulated um, by the public institutions. You put your money down. You are taking your chances. You need to read the prospectus, which is the big document that says, this is how this investment will work. If you put your money in, this is what happens. This is how you can get it out. This is what we're going to use the money for. So be very careful. We often hear of these schemes coming through churches. Um, I've had former pastors involved in these. And so people think, well, he was a pastor. It must be good, right? Um, be very careful about stepping into any private investment group. Uh, understand what you're getting into and do it with money that you can lock up for a long period of time. But especially if you've got someone who's really twisting your arm back to that urgency, Kevin, you just need to pull back and ask for documents and really think about this. Uh, Ryder, what are some ways the scammers ask their targets for money? So particularly with romance scammers, they may be asking after you've developed a relationship, you know they're long distance, maybe they now need money for a plane ticket. Maybe they need travel expenses. But maybe, you want to see them, right? Exactly. That yeah. is so as you can see how appealing it is. Nancy was Nancy's ready to send some money <laughs> yeah. for a plane ticket. Uh, so I'll meet you in Hawaii. Ones, or maybe they say, Oh, I need money for a visa or some customs fees. Oh, 
I, I, I've arrived in the country, but I, I've, I've fallen into some trouble. I've, I've gotten— I was mugged on the corner. I got mugged when I arrived in this dangerous city of—I guess Atlanta. Everyone arrives through probably Atlanta these days. Um, things like that, or, or medical expenses. Oh, this is someone who you've fallen in love with online, uh, and now they have this medical expense. They're going to die if you don't send them this money, and the health care in this country is so expensive. Uh, a sneaky hint, most people have free health care, so this is that's, a, that's an easy way to tell they're lying. Uh, so, th- so those are things that you're in a relationship with this person. It makes sense for you to help them out with a plane ticket before they can get to you, because they'll pay you back when you get there. Besides, you're in love. Well, and that's the sad part, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, is that most of the victims, uh, I think we said at the beginning of the show, that they're, the older people are, are the larger majority of the victims. And I think it's a case where someone is lonely and someone is taking advantage of it. And it's 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 sad because it's, oh, I need this much money for the plane ticket. And then you're, they get all excited. I'm finally going to meet this person. Well, then something up comes up and they need a little bit more money. I need a car rental or whatever. And the, the way it, mm-hmm. it's insidious that it just keeps going and going and going, it really is kind of a sad situation. It reminds me of some old Andy Griffith shows. <laughs> there was a swindler in Mayberry? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the tender swindler of Mayberry. Yes. Uh, it's interesting that um, um, gift cards appeared to be a, a, a preferred form of payment for the scammers. Nancy, why right, would that be? because, you know, if you have a gift card in your possession, that's legal tender. And anyone who is in possession of that card can use it, just like they use cash. And um, so it, that's an easy way for people to convince you, well, it's a gift card. It's not actual cash. I'm not writing a check. Um, they're going to use it at Walmart. Walmart or Home Depot or wherever they're going to use this card. But those cards can actually be sold online and uh, generate cash uh, beside that. So just be careful about those. It's legal tender. And also, I guess, with a gift card, there's no way to recover. I mean, once you send someone a gift card, that money is gone. You're not going to get it back. Because, you know, unless you can get that physical card back, you're out of luck. Ryder, is that the same with uh, cryptocurrency? Is it? I mean, you can't reverse those transactions, can you? That is one of the attractions for many people of cryptocurrency is that the transactions cannot be reversed. And, and more so if you are giving someone some level of access that you didn't realize because, again, you're unfamiliar with the cryptocurrency. But yeah, that, that is one very attractive feature of cryptocurrency. And I remember early on in the Bitcoin, uh, there was something on TV, I don't remember where it was, but someone was showing one of the certificates or whatever, and it had some sort of code or something. Mm -hmm. And so this person was showing this on TV, not realizing that anybody who had copied down the information could then, I think, get the the money or something. So um, that's uh, interesting. And and I, I would say... If you don't know about cryptocurrency, kind of stay away from it. Although it's harder and harder. I know on the Super Bowl there were several commercials. Oh, I and it's, know. It's, the latest it's kind of thing. making it mainstream, yeah. and it's okay, and everybody jump in, and all of these people are endorsing it yep. uh, without really understanding what they're getting into. And remember early on with cryptocurrency, Bitcoin in particular, um, it was the, the means of choice for people who were involved in criminal activity because it was hard to trace. It was across borders. So be very cautious.
Uh, Ryder, you're sort of our, our resident cryptocurrency <laughs> expert, uh, which we certainly appreciate because I I have a kind of a basic understanding of it, but when it gets into the weeds with the blockchain and all that, I it quite honestly goes over my head, so I've kind of stayed away from it. Is there a good source of information that you've found online if someone is interested in, in learning more about it and investing in it? What, what advice would you give them at this point? So uh, to resources that I, I think are good. There is Coinbase is one of the large cryptocurrency exchanges. You can open up accounts, you can buy and sell the cryptocurrencies, you can send them to other people from your account. Gemini is another big one. And those are those are US based. They are they're a lot more transparent about what they're doing. They're and I think they're they're probably subject to a lot more regulations than some of the other ones. So looking for those uh, large more legitimate service providers. Uh, I also look at Coindesk is a website that has a lot of great news, reports information as far as just learning about what is going on in the crypto world. All right. So I've got about 30 seconds left, I guess. <clears throat> bottom line, I think what I'm getting from this is pump the brakes. Don't as we fall were saying in love. Like, Don't fall in love. <laughs> just with your cats and your pets. that They will not scam you. So. Yeah. Especially for an online-only relationship. Make sure you're questioning things and make sure you're having somebody else to, to bounce ideas off of and a, a friend who can tell you if something is a little too strange. I think that's a, a good idea. A third party that is not involved in the emotional part of it to sort of help you stay on the, the straight and narrow, as it were. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from listeners. To hear today's show or a previous show, you can visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to the podcast by searching for Money Talks on your preferred podcasting app. Our our show was produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener today was Java Chapman. So for Dr. Nancy Lottridge-Anderson, Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Join us every Tuesday at 9 for Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.